0: Now it's time for a breakdown. Thank you, Nick. Nick.
1: You're listening to Gap to Gap, brought to you by The Breakdown. Three two. Double drilled deep to left field. Going back, choice. Looking up. See ya. Three thousand history with an exclamation point. Back to fall.
0: Episode number seventy three, and we're getting through the award season. Cy Youngs were awarded uh, just before recording, and Shane Bieber, unanimous. And, yeah. and don't don't worry, the rest of baseball. He'll probably be on your team soon enough. <laughs> um, <laughs> and that's proof of the NL Cy Young winner, former Indian Trevor Bauer.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs>
0: um, in all seriousness. I'm very, very happy for both these Cy uh, Young winners.
1: Yeah, more so for Bieber. Or I would say, yeah, I'd say Bieber than than Bauer. Um, you know, Bieber. What? This is a second. Is it? It is second full. I mean, not full. But you know, realistically, I mean, is yeah. full full billing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in the stat sheet, full billing. Uh, yeah. I guess on the back of the, the old baseball card, but yeah, I think uh, super impressive. Um. He is under team control for a while, so Tommy, you're good there. Um, you will get to see him pitch in Cleveland for the foreseeable future until money yeah. start yeah, I don't
0: know. I don't know. I don't know, Jim.
1: Yeah, I honestly don't know. Uh, depending on what happens with that roster this off season, but no, kudos to him. Uh, I think Bauer going into the year was kind of shaky because Bauer came off a really rough stretch with the Reds uh, last half season, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know, again, it's it's tough to judge anything with, you know, a limited sample size, but in the context of a full season, quote unquote, uh, this is, you know, leaps and bounds better than what he showed last year and probably closer to what you can expect from Bauer moving forward. It just so happened happen to, you know, occur during a contract year, but still, no- yeah. nonetheless, he he showed up and he pitched really well, so... Definitely
0: not coincidental.
1: Definitely not coincidental at all. Um, No one ever does this on their walk year. So, I mean, (laughs) it's been proven throughout history. They they never have crazy seasons that show their true potential before they're trying to get paid big time. Oh, of course not. Of course not. That would be crazy. It is just the wackiest
0: of coincidences. Yep. And I don't know what else. uh, How dare you come in here with any other explanation?
1: I, it's, I'm a skeptic at heart. What can I say? Um, no, but it, you know it's, it's interesting. I mean, the Cy Young definitely moves the price tag up on him quite a bit. He was already probably looking at a hefty contract, or contract offers. I, just, I should say. I, I said last week, and I still hold firm that he's not going to sign more than a two-year deal wherever he goes. So I would agree. Yeah. Um. But good for Bauer. He's going to cash in in the immediate, and he did. He, like, he definitely deserves every penny that you throw at him. What do you make of? obviously he signed a deal with
0: lids and with nine hats draped all over him. (laughs) Do you make anything of those nine hats or do you think obviously just, it it is what it is. It's just,
1: uh, what's it called? Uh, lids just trying to flex their lids. Yeah. I'm the mad hatter. Uh, it's, I, (laughs) it's weird, man. He's, he more, he's like more of a businessman than he is or that he lets on. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, so anything the guy does it's probably a savvy move uh i mean good for lids getting someone like that for the brand good for the brand um i have not much else to say other than you know bowers fucking unpredictable when it comes to his business ventures so i i want to like i want to stir
0: the pot and say like oh that must be his top nine but I
1: was thinking about it, but like who knows because he did that to almost every team. He exactly. did you know what I mean? Like the fact that he was chirping, at, or not even chirping, like basically flirting with Houston fans about joining the Astros, which I think will never happen. But just the fact that he's open or he claims he's open to anything, I, I don't put any stake into those hats.
0: Um, yeah, so so if you're not familiar with the picture, um, it's Bauer, both arms out extended, and, and balancing on him is a from left to right. Yankees Angels, Red Sox, and then top to bottom of his head, Houston, Chicago, White Sox, Cincinnati, and then Dodgers, Mets
1: Blue Jays. Ah uh, see now I do, I kind of want to read into the Mets thing just where it's positioned, but uh, it's tough. Like I don't the, the weird thing is why would the Blue Jays be if if we're looking at it from descending order? Why would the Blue Jays be on top? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because that's what throws the wrench into it. Every other team before that made sense from a... I think if you look at it from a money standpoint, uh, when money talks, that's probably... The like the Mets would probably be the likeliest scenario just in terms of what they can pay him. And we'll get to Steve Cohen shortly. Um, But what they can pay him. And then I think if we're going to start reading into everything, just like you know, fucking YouTubers, please (laughs) subscribe. Um, Then the three hats that he's holding in the hand makes sense from, you know, like where he wants to play speaking from the heart. The
0: ones ones in the hand were uh, Yankees, Angels, Red Sox. Those Mm -hmm. were in his right hand on the left of the picture. Mm -hmm. And then Dodgers, Mets, Blue Jays were in his left
1: hand on the right side of the picture. Yeah, so I think the right... Oh, shit. So, fuck, I think I, I think I, I hate think camera work. Um, though, sorry,
0: so here, here's my conspiracy theory only the right hand matters there because it's Yankees, uh, Angels, Red Sox.
1: So, I would agree that I think both hands matter. I so the, my thinking is that all hands matter, all hands matter. Um, but the, the, the fuck you, the um. <laughs> i walked right into that one. Uh, the fu- the Yankees, Red Sox, and Angels, I think, represent more closely to where he wants to, like where he would like to play if if the money fell into place there. If that makes sense, I think where the money speaks. Mm. You know what I mean? I think if the money, if it's just money talking, the other hats are more indicative of where he's likely to sign just based on money. Because Bauer doesn't really have any allegiances. We know he wants to play in LA. He, I mean, at, at least that's what. He has, um, I guess. Okay, so here,
0: here, ready for, ready for Galaxy Brain here. Yes. His right hand. So, the Yankees, Angels, and Red Sox, those are the ones that make most sense for his right arm. Okay. Because mm-hmm. that's where he's gonna pitch best. That's yes. where he's gonna have the best position to win. It's where he's he's gonna get paid. The left arm, is the best places to go for content. Because he's gonna count the money with the left hand. and he, That's what he's doing. So, so the Dodgers, the Blue Jays, and the Mets are gonna produce good content. His head, the one, the three on his head, the Astros, the White Sox, and the Reds are the best for him to to put on his thinking cap and do some trolling.
1: Okay, I know what you're doing. So now it, it makes sense. That's I debunk.
0: Dude, we are in the zeitgeist of this picture.
1: We are. This is actually, I'm not, I am I love how we said, oh, no, we're not going to read into it. Now we've just read completely we into it. We have read
0: fully into it. We have read this picture like a book. We're on to you, Trevor. You think you can play these games with me, but you just can't. Hiding in plain sight. Wake up, sheeple.
1: Yes. Thank you so much. That I, lo- I love it. I love it. Because the the White Sox thing is, compa- did this picture, was this picture taken before? In a lint, it looks like. So yeah, so after Larusa failed the breathalyzer, assuming so. Okay, so assuming so, then that makes sense. It lines up perfectly.
0: <laughs> that is a great way to transition. Uh, <laughs> and that was our hard hit. That was our hard hitting Cy Young analysis. Yeah. Um, now we'll. Congrats, congrats to, Cody, to Shane Bieber. Congrats to Shane Bieber. Congrats to, to <laughs> just, Trevor Bauer. I call him Justin Bauer. <laughs> Bieber the first unanimous Cy Young since Justin Verlander in 2011. Anyway, Tony LaRusso got a DUI.
1: <laughs> you and can't we, arrest me. I'm a Hall of Famer.
0: You see this ring? I'm a Hall of Famer person. A baseball Hall of Famer person. Amazing. This was made for content on our show.
1: Yeah. This was he was Randy Marsh after getting taken in the squad <laughs> you t- car.
0: You tweeted that out and it was amazing.
1: I thought this was America. I'm sorry. <laughs> Dude, the the timeline of events um it, and it made me think like you know all those like any job you've ever applied for had an interview, you know, you have to answer like have you do you have any felonies on your record? Like do you have a criminal record? Bullshit, you know, blah blah blah. Um and you have to answer that truthfully. And granted, I'm sure. I don't know like how it works with a position like this. I don't think you're you're going on Indeed.com and submitting a resume and hoping teams find you. I, I'm sure the the courting process happened long before Larusa hit the bottle that fateful night. Um, because as time would have it, the next day he was named the manager. So. I, it's it's just the timeline and the timing of what happened makes me laugh because now the White Sox, A, had to deal with the backlash of hiring La Russa, um, for being just an old grumpy man. And now this happens, and he's still the manager. like We saw quicker action happen with Carlos Beltron for questionable involvement. Yeah, in, for
0: maybe being involved. For
1: maybe being involved. And you, I guess you could say the same with Cora and you know everyone involved there but um for like questionable you know involvement you you got rid of Beltron if you're the Mets and now the White Sox have to deal with this already having dealt with they this is basically this was their their get out of jail free card they could have said oh you know we're gonna wash our hands of this can't we can't trust him can't can't trust them getting to the ballpark on time for game day um, but instead they're, they're sitting on this so it just goes to show that the White Sox you know, front office clearly does not have that priority straight at all right now yeah
0: uh, I, I'm just so confused because this like, I've heard mixed reports did this happen the day before he got hired as the manager or the day before he got hired as a special assistant in February
1: this happened the day before he got hired as a manager Oh
0: my! That's why gosh. this
1: is such a, a big deal because, I mean, granted they didn't know that he was gonna drink and drive during the interview process. You know what I mean? But this the fact that it happened the day before he was nomin- or you know, named as
0: yeah, the, manager, the manager.
1: And and after That's, the backlash he received oh the day of him being hired as manager, um, with you know players coming forward saying they would never want to play for the White Sox because of Larusa so on and so forth, this is the White Sox opportunity to go back and say, you know what, we made a mistake. We Yeah, we, we made, hey, like, hand
0: up, this is on us.
1: Yeah, this is on us, and we, we listened to the fans, and after this DUI just became apparent that we can't trust him as a manager to hold the reins of this team. Um, but instead, they're just kind of sitting on it. Like Not much mm-hmm. has happened. I haven't heard one fucking thing about that. I mean, why would you? <laughs> they're probably just discussing it over a nice bourbon right now.
0: I mean, according to Larusa, he only had one glass of wine with his friend that night. Okay, <laughs> right, that's according to the police report that he told the cop. I've only had one oh glass my. of wine with a friend, and oh my! I'll tell you what. Credit to him, he didn't fall asleep at a stoplight like he did in his other DUI.
1: That's true. Um, he was in Arizona before, right? Yeah. Uh, him and Steve well, Kai must have been hitting the bottle hard one together. Of them,
0: so he said two DUIs. One was in Jupiter, Florida. One was in, I believe, Scottsdale, Arizona.
1: Oh, so yeah, he was definitely going out with Steve Kim. Oh, my gosh.
0: I'm, I, what are we doing here? Let's flip the page to good managers. <laughs> managers of the year announced Don Mattingly in the NL, Kevin Cash in the AL. Um, I am a little surprised at Mattingly, considering they were sub 500, but they played well. In the post, so I guess I can wrap my head around the thought process.
1: So they weren't, they were not sub 500. They were better than 500.
0: Were they? Yeah. I thought they were 29 and 31. You
1: might be right, actually. I'm, I'm looking it up right yeah. now. Yeah. But either way, I wasn't surprised. They um, were 31
0: and 29. I have the numbers back. Okay,
1: yeah. So I wasn't surprised. Um, you know, the, the fact that the Marlins, I think, collectively won like maybe 100 games going into the season and, you know, in a full schedule. Um, uh, in the past two seasons, and the fact that again, it's it's really tough for me to judge these awards. Like this award season, to me, like it, there's there's a small asterisk there in my mind. uh Just you know, looking at how many games are played and, and the, the expanded playoffs and everything and all that. So you got to take that with a grain of salt. But I wasn't surprised when I looked at the landscape of the NL in general. Um, you know, Jace Tingler. Was another candidate in my mind but again i mean his his roster was constructed to win now um and the fact and you know i think it was a dave roberts situation over there in san diego where you just have a good roster and you can just kind of write the lineup card in and set it and forget it the other i guess maybe honorable mention here uh in, in my eyes would, would maybe potentially be the braves just because of all the injuries they dealt with and the fact that they were still competitive and leading the division But, you know, when you have a team go from worst to first or not worst to first, but, you know, worst to contender, uh, I think it, it, you know, it it does speak volumes to just how good Mattingly did manage. And he had all those COVID positive cases and he navigated the season around that. So, you know, a hat tip to him. I think he did a really good job and it did show in the postseason. Like they, they made some noise. They definitely have some good young pieces there. So he did pull the right levers at the right time. So, you know, kudos to him.
0: I liked I liked when they brought in Don Mattingly, so I think this is a good. Uh, what's a, what what am I looking for? Um, I, I this is a good legacy award I think, and, and like you said, he pulled the right pulled the right levers in the post. Um, he definitely he finished second in a pretty tough NL East. You know what? I'm gonna walk this back. I'm happy with this. I do kind of wish it was Tingler just because I'm a big fan of the Tingler. Um, <laughs> But I, I can't think of anybody really much more deserving in the NL. Don't, sure as shit, don't give it to Dave Roberts. No. Um, and in the AL, uh, I, 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 I mean, Kevin Cash is a stud.
1: No, he is. I, I have no problems with it. I always, like, give him shit just because I think sometimes he overmanages. But at the same time, like, the fact that he's consistently keeping the Rays in contention with a seemingly completely different roster each year speaks volumes to just how good he is at controlling his team and understanding his players. I think, you know, the the problem I have with Cash is when we look at manager of the year and, and all these accolades, I get it. It's, you're, you're basing it off of their performance as, you know, a single entity within the team and how they, you know, how they performed in, in their respective positions, manager included. But at the same time, it reminds me of, like, Billy Bean getting all this praise for being an analytical wizard, like Billy B never won his shit. And we still, you know, and and I feel we're, we're getting into that. I don't want to say trap, but we're going down that same narrative with Kevin Cash. I get it. He's very analytics heavy. He he does a lot of things out of the box or, you know, unconventional, but I just don't want us to, to fall into that narrative where we're looking for the biggest nerd who we quote unquote call the, the manager of the year. When in reality, there's, better teams, and, and I don't want to say better managers, but better teams, and a better team is somewhat, you know, indicative of a better manager in some cases. I, the problem I have with going, I'm not going to die on this hill, because then there's Dave Roberts of the world, who I don't think are good managers at all, but they have a great roster.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that's really as, as far as that discussion can go. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, like, you know, not being in the, in the position of the voters, like, what... It comes down to the individual voter of what do you look for. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, but then, like it, it's weird because you look at other teams in the AL. The AL is tough because you have Cash, who, again, I'm not taking anything away from him. I think he was the manager of the year uh, because, because of what he has done with the Rays consecutive uh, a few years now. But honestly, like the last three years, they've been serious contenders. Um, but then you look at teams like the White Sox, who kind of came out of nowhere, um... Again, a super young team. Kind of had to adapt on the fly to a shortened season and, and learn to, to play as a cohesive unit. That was big. Uh, there's a couple others that come... Like, I, I wouldn't give it to Aaron Boone just because I think they underperformed heavily. Uh, you, could all, you could potentially bring the Astros into this if you really wanted to with the way Dusty Baker had to step into that kind of mess of a situation and still kept them... I don't want to say competent because they definitely underperformed, but they were—they still made the playoffs.
0: Yeah, and like honestly, like I think he was—I think Dusty definitely should have gotten a good hard look at this. Yeah, and Uh, the
1: fact that he lost his best player. What about um, Bob
0: Melvin? Um, won that division.
1: Yeah, I don't know. The
0: first round exit, you think? Kind of. Or no, I'm sorry, they went to the second round, didn't they?
1: Yeah. Yeah, see, I, I like Bob Melvin a lot. Melvin's weird, too, to me. It's he's, He reminds me, he's like a poor man's Kevin Cash in that sense. Like Their, their rosters are very similar in the way they're constructed. Um, but I don't, again, Melvin is, he, he falls into that Billy Bean trope where, okay, he does great in the regular season, that's fine, but he never does anything. He's always true. an early exit.
0: Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I, like I said, I'm not really sure what more we can add to this one, with uh, without knowing, you know, exactly what the vote, what the voters are looking for.
1: Yeah, that's true. I mean, again, it's it's you're looking at the the same names. I feel like every year, and and when it comes yeah. to the contenders of it, so I, I'm fine with who with who won it uh, for both leagues. And I think, I again, I don't think Mattingly is going to be in the conversation unless the Marlins keep this momentum going. I think if the Marlins regress heavily again next year you're not going to see mattingly mentioned at all um but you know the nl was kind of easy i thought i thought the nl was an easier pick than the al
0: agreed um but if you're looking to uh, it's a hard switch on an ad read um <laughs> uh, if you're looking to gear up with some of your new uh favorite designs or movie references uh favorite teams favorite players uh, or you're just looking to rep the breakdown in your hometown, now you can check out some of the coolest, most comfortable gear around, all while supporting local artists on TeePublic. TeePublic is the internet store featuring tons of shirt designs that you can put on different types of T-shirts, hoodies, three-quarter sleeves, even swag out your dog in the new dog tee, uh, stickers, laptop stickers, mugs, anything you, you could imagine. It's probably on TeePublic. Use the URL bit.ly B-I-T slash the breakdown store. That's bit.ly slash T H E B R K D W N store so they know we sent you all sales, fuel the breakdowns content creators and benefit the creating artists as well. Visit the breakdown store today on T Public.
1: Um How much do you think it would cost for us to just post Tony LaRusse's mugshot on top of Randy Marsh in that in that still from that gif of I thought this was America, him getting escorted to the (laughs) police cruiser? I could probably make it happen. Because that's that's an easy shirt right there, and I would rock that pretty much every day, especially with lockdowns coming back. Uh, where I am, at least, I'm not going to be leaving my apartment. Probably going to be wearing the same Tony LaRusso shirt until the end of time. At that point, <laughs> I got
0: nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> Marcus Stroman accepts his qualifying offer from the Mets, even though he said he
1: wasn't gonna. <laughs> what a dummy! Just what an absolute dummy! He has no sense of posturing. He is not a businessman. Um, His negotiate... These are like Michael Scott negotiation skills. Like, no fucking clue. Dude, I could have told you, Marcus Stroman, I could have told you, if if you're listening, but you probably aren't, but if you are, I could have told you that you're not going to make more than 18 mil a year anywhere else but the team you played for last season that you elected, ironically, not to play for last season. So... Yeah, take the money and run. It. I don't think he understands the impact of uh, revenue loss for the MLB because if he thought he was going to cash in with some mega deal, no one is dumb enough to pay him that much over the course of three to five years.
0: I just, I just don't understand. Like, why come out and say you're not going to? Like, is this the Steve Cohen effect or is this just Strowman being a weird dude?
1: This is not the Steve Cohen effect. This is because everyone is subject to the same qualifying offer, right? Everyone gets the same amount of money if they were to take the qualifying offer. This is Stroman realizing he put his foot in his mouth when he said he was not going to take a qualifying offer and then having to pivot because his agent probably talked some sense into his dumb, thick skull saying, hey, uh, Marcus, I don't know if you've seen what's going on right now, but kind of in a big recession in MLB revenue right now. Uh, you'd be lucky if you scratched together 13 mil a year over three years. So There's when,
0: kind of not a lot of money going around. No, uh, so... it's like the qualifying
1: offer is set in stone. So you take the qualifying offer, especially when you didn't play last year, so you don't really have much of a portfolio to give to teams to show wh- what you're capable of doing in the now. So they're going off of what you did in the second half of 2019, and that's just not going to get you a big deal right now.
0: Yeah. I just I mean Marcus Stroman has always bugged me.
1: It's players like that that bug me because they don't know when to shut the fuck up when because they they say so much or they they talk a lot without saying anything, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. You can go and do your your videos with with Mike Stud and block continue to block anybody and everybody on Twitter, but for the love of god don't Say stupid shit like this regarding your contract.
1: No, like, it's like that's what I'm saying. And like, he's the one, he invites this type of criticism he on does. Like, He invites it, but unlike, like, I love to use Bauer in these examples because unlike Bauer, where Bauer will interact with people that are throwing him shit and he will defend himself and he essentially will defend it to the death. Um, we you know we've seen Bauer get in tough and, you know, pretty much just straight out. Twitter wars with unnamed people. But uh, he might even be speaking to bots sometimes. Bauer's unhinged. But at least Bauer has the nuts to back up every statement and will just go after it. Strowman's one of those guys that he says something so stupid and he, conti- and he doubles down on it. But the second someone calls him on it, he either blocks him or calls him racist or some shit. It's like, enough. Yep. Like, I've, I've heard enough of this fucking this narrative. It's, it's enough. Like, fucking move on. I get it. It's 2020. The world's not out to get you, Marcus. You just say stupid shit.
0: Exactly. Exactly, and that's that's literally just yeah. That's that's all I got because because you, you hit the nail on the head, and it just man, Strowman just pisses me off. Next topic: Alex Cora is going back to the Red Sox. <laughs> that pisses me
1: off. So let's let's get into
0: it. Right, I was gonna say this is just as fucking stupid. Thanks for serving your 60 games. This shouldn't count as a one-year suspension.
1: No, it shouldn't, and the same goes for AJ Hinch too, with the Tigers. Again, my issue with both of these signings, the Tigers more so than the, than the Red Sox, I guess, in the, in the sense of the timing that it was. They waited pretty much, I want to say, not even a day until they signed Hinch as manager. Right after his suspension was over, they went after they went after him and they got them. Uh, but Cora, this for me, this is like you gotta be fucking kidding me, like. Come on, dude. The Red Sox, in an effort to distance themselves from Dombrowski and Cora and basically start fresh and rebuild and start anew, uh, bringing in Bloom from Tampa and, and basically architecting this team from the ground up again, they just went back and said, they, it's like a panic. They, they panicked and they got someone that was familiar. And who knows how good of him. I'm sure is a good manager. I'm sure that a lot of the players that are still there like him and respect him. Uh, but again, this is not the same team that he managed to a World Series win. They're, they're missing perhaps the biggest key component of that, which was Mookie Betts. Uh, let's see what happens with J.D. Martinez. You're not going to have – I mean, Dustin Bedroy didn't contribute anyway, but you're not going to have that, that, you know, leadership in the clubhouse. Your pitching staff is still in shambles. Let's see how this works. I just think the optics of it look terrible, especially considering that, you know, Korra, out of everyone that was um, I guess persecuted, or what's the word I'm looking for? You know what I'm trying to say. Chastised? Chastised, yeah. Out of everyone that was involved, he seemed to most of the flags were coming from his camp. I think it's safe to say that Korra was, and again, I don't want to say that he was the only one involved, but most of the blame was leaning towards Korra from the beginning. Um, And the fact that he might hold more of the blame than the others. And the fact that, that he, he has a job again pretty much right away is a little concerning for me.
0: Yeah, agreed. It, it's it, I don't know. The whole thing frustrates the ever-living shit out of me because I think Major League Baseball went way too soft on the punishment. And I think these guys are, are, are getting off easy for just absolutely nothing. And, and it, it, it just – or getting off – easy for something that I think hurt baseball a bunch.
1: Yeah. Especially in the case of, of Cora again, like the guy, because it wasn't just with the Astros with him. He, uh, you know, allegedly brought it to the Red Sox and I don't know, you know, how big of a part it played in 2018. I think that their team was great, but you know, it, it followed him to another team and, and that other team was subject to the same type of investigation and you just kind of turned around and brought the same culprit back. And if you don't expect to get any like any shit from anyone on this, then you're sorely mistaken. I, I think this was the wrong hire. I think Bloom should have... I don't know what Bloom, his involvement in this signing was or hiring. Uh, I, I thought they were going to go a different direction to kind of keep that, that fresh start train moving. But allegedly, I was... Or definitely, I was wrong. I... I really didn't think they were going to do this. But, again, I guess I can't be too surprised it's the Red Sox.
0: Yeah, and, you know, I don't know. Historically, the Red Sox have much better success than uh, anything that uh, I've rooted for. But it's questionable. I think to say the least.
1: Yeah, it's it's not great, not great optics, Um, and that division too. I mean, the Red Sox are not looked at as contenders in that division next year. I would say either. I think you're looking at it now. It's it's the Rays, Yankees, Blue Jays, Red Sox, Orioles. If we're looking at a full 162 games. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed.
0: all right. Moving on from that because that's just a headache. Oh, look, uh, Jeff Lunau is suing the Astros over, oh, the sign-stealing scandal with Alex Cora. We're not moving too far from it. No. Um, <laughs> they're all connected. Time is a flat circle. Yeah, fucking, yeah, I, I, my brain hurts. Um, Jeff Lunau, former GM of the Houston Astros, absolutely going for broke with this lawsuit.
1: Yeah. 22 millies. Um I don't think this is gonna go anywhere, personally. I,
0: I don't see how it could.
1: Yeah, I I think they have they've corroborated enough evidence that is it Lunau or Lunau? Or Lunau? I think it's I think it's Lunau. Alright, Lunao Jeff. I think it's there's is it a, Jeff. There's enough here to to show that Jeff was complicit in whatever was going on uh with his team that he was the general manager of. So, yeah, you know, I, I think this is going to go nowhere fast. Um, Last-ditch effort on his part. Credit to him for, you know, he, he definitely has some grapefruits um, in between his legs because that's it's, uh, it's quite the allegation to sue over. He's got a pair of meaty
0: clackers. He does. <laughs> Lanao's attorneys allege in the lawsuit that MLB's investigation of the Astros' sign-stealing was deeply flawed and that there was, quote, no credible evidence that Lunau had any knowledge of it. They also point to the fact that, quote, the video room employees who conceived and orchestrated the sign-stealing system remained employed by the club throughout the 2020 season. Are we going to get sign-stealing too, Electric Boogaloo?
1: Well, I... mm -hmm. No, because they would have to steal signs again, right?
0: I mean, if those, I, I think if A equals B and B equals C, then A equals C. If the people that, or, I know a lot of math there. Um, <laughs> if the people that orchestrated the thing and, and executed it remained employed, what's to say they didn't do this again or develop a new way to do this?
1: I I so I want to like I want to walk the dog back a little. I think if you had fans and you had a full season, uh, to to work it out, I think in a sixty-game sprint without fans and knowing that well, they were very well, audible learners, let's, let's if not forget. if the
0: but if the buzzer system that we that's been alleged
1: is real. They, they have to check for buzzers. I mean, after that allegation, they, there's no way they're not checking any, especially the Astros. There's no way that, and I'm not saying it happens every game. It's probably like a random test like they do with Piss, but you would have to assume that with, with a, an allegation that serious comes down on a team that's already in, in the jackpot in terms of allegations swirling over sign gate. Um, they're checking for pretty much anything. So I, I will say that I don't believe that the Astros cheated in twenty twenty. I think they, are, no one is that stupid to try it again. Um,
0: I am not gonna go that far out. I, I hope that no
1: one is that stupid, but I would
0: not be surprised.
1: Really? Elaborate. I want like, I, cause I, I just, can't, I, I can't see the logic. I mean, I, I can see the upside if you're the Astros just trying to, to scrape by for wins, but I, I don't, don't see the logic when the, the deck is so stacked against them.
0: I think some of these guys were going for broke to prove that we're innocent and if they had a way to, to be super fly,
1: you know what I mean? So double jeopardy in a sense.
0: Exactly. You go. You, I think they went all the way in Cause they, 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 let's be honest about it, these guys' legacies, no matter what they do the rest of their career, are tainted by this thing.
1: Oh yeah, of course. There's so no so
0: why not go for broke?
1: I guess you. That's not a
0: bad. That's not a bad. Uh, especially if these guys are still employed. To me, that says more about the Astros, um, front office than it does anything else. Yeah. that they, that they didn't. The guys that that figured out how to do this, we're still they were there. just like, "Yeah, Bill, nobody can replace you.
1: You're the best at what you do. Can't afford Bill. to lose you.
0: Yeah, like honestly, like I, I, I just, I'm not making allegations. I'm just saying, it would not surprise me.
1: I guess you. I'm. I'm I don't hate it. Again, I, I don't want to fully commit. I but we've
0: gone I, I've gone full conspiracy theorist in this episode, so I'm just gonna I'm, I'm gonna continue on that path.
1: Yeah, I don't hate it. i I can see where you're coming from. I just think when uh, you know when you look at how how much scrutiny and pressure was on them from the jump and actually, you know what to play into your theory, maybe you're not so crazy for thinking that because Remember, beginning of the season, before Corona, everyone was talking about how much they hated the Astros. It was going to be mm-hmm. just a shame tour. Uh, people uh, people ended up kind of forgetting and focusing more on the on the, on the pandemic, as they probably should. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> priorities. Um, but, you know, as we heard from Superbad, people don't forget. So I think in the back of a lot of people's minds, they still realize the Astros are scum. And they wanted to avoid that happening again. So, and the record indicates that they probably didn't cheat
0: <sighs> or they didn't cheat well enough. A stir in the pot. Here we go. All right. Um, before we get to the last day, uh, last subject of the day, if you're tired of playing season long fantasy leagues and are tired of losing to teams, like let's say, who the fuck did I lose to this week? Um, let's see. I lost to David Johnson's number one fan this past week in fantasy football. Um, but I was able to beat Ah uh, Bob Saget this past week. So <laughs> good night, Michelle. Good night, Michelle. Um, so if you're tired of losing to teams like that and and sick of, of your friends who are idiots and and never pay their dues, you gotta check out Thrive Fantasy. Uh, every season uh, is covered on there, especially uh, MLB. obviously, no more MLB. But every Sunday for for fantasy football, it's Prop Bet Daily. Prop at based daily fantasy. The concept's simple. Choose an over and under on a player's given stats and earn points for every prop you guess right. Combine all your props to one of the highest scoring lineups and you cash in. So, whether you're looking for $2 games or $100 games, Thrive Fantasy has a match for you. It can be downloaded from the Apple and the Google Play Store. Use our code breakdown, that's BRKDWN, and receive 10 free dollars when you deposit 10 bucks through PayPal. Thrive Fantasy, prop up with us in our Thrive Fantasy question of the day is how full of shit is Steve Cohen when he says that owning the New York Mets is not about making money?
1: Um, What is increasingly full of shit?
0: Ooh, I like that. Rest in peace yep. uh, to, to, to Al, Al, good old Al Trebek.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, it's all about money, Steve. Uh, it's all about the money. In fact, you could argue that It's so much about money that without money, you wouldn't be owning a major league team. Some would say
0: (laughs) that people don't get into business ventures
1: just for shots and goggles. No. Um, Some would say that you need a certain amount of money to begin with to even start having those conversations on a realistic level. Others would say
0: it takes money or you have to spend money to wait for it, not have fun, but make money.
1: Yeah. Um, to a degree, I understand. And all joking aside, but again, it's it's tough with the Mets. Um, I understand to a degree what he was trying to say. He has made his money. This probably does. I mean, it affects him. Um, it doesn't affect him as much as it would for, say, an, like the owner of the Rays or the owner of the Royals. The, Colin came with money bags tied to every part of his body. Um he is filthy rich. He you know, he is the richest owner in baseball. Uh and that's by a, a pretty decent margin as well. Yeah. So I understand him saying like it's not about making money to a degree because he he really doesn't need it. Um but I think the message gets lost in translation when you look at all of the hoops he had to jump through just to have the the sale authorize in the end because you know a couple weeks ago it was de blasio was trying to block the sale um you know they needed the owners to sign off on this sale they need like there was a lot of litigation and bullshit that had to go in to make sure that cohen ended up with the team um so yeah at, in that regard it is completely about making money um because Agreed. you, you want to have a profitable in any way, shape, or form, in any business, you want to have, you want to make a profit. So yeah, it is about making money. I understand what he's saying. He's trying to send the message that winning is all that matters. Uh, if that were true, then every payroll across the league, it would be, you know, it would be communism one on one. Every team would be making what the Rays make, and no one would be making money at all.
0: I just don't. I I guess I do understand why you'd say something like that. Like you're trying to. To, to, to come across like you're going to be a fan favorite. And honestly, he probably will be a fan favorite owner. But The bar is not set high. Yeah, the bar is not set high. And boy, oh boy, does it set you up for a lot of flack when you start making money-making moves.
1: Well, that's the thing. I mean, if in a normal offseason... If this sale goes through in a normal off season and Steve Cohen is the richest manager and, you know, everything, the stars align, the Mets are probably looking to lock up, you know, at least half the top 10 in terms of free agents that are available. Um, With revenue losses, the Mets become the number one destination for players trying to cash in now. I don't necessarily think that means that they're going to lock players up long term. So. Cohen is going to have a shot right off the bat. Let's see how long that window lasts. You know, you, you locked up the Grom um, under Brody, who RAP. Um, hmm. You know, you, you did it. Did a couple good things, but you still have that albatross of a contract with Cano. Um, good word. So, thank you. Uh, working on my vocabulary. Um, and then Syndergaard, Like, there's a bunch of pieces here that you have the talent on the roster to to make dent but again it's it determined like this offseason is going to determine how quick and how good the Mets are going to be in the next year or two and I think based on Cohen's presser and his comments they got a win now
0: yeah um also I, I got nothing I got nothing else to add that was very well said and I could not agree more um I do have uh something to add and and yeah, first of all Congrats to the Unipresident 7-Eleven Lion or whatever their name was. The Unilions.
1: 7-Eleven Un- Unilions, right? The
0: 7-Eleven, yeah. It's the it was. I thought it was Unipresent. Uni, whatever.
1: No, no, no. It's the. Um, <sighs> oh, I gotta go to I gotta go to
0: CPBL. Go at go CPBL because he was instrumental in <laughs> our understanding of it was the Unilions. Yes,
1: but I think it was like the 7-Eleven presidential something.
0: I thought it was Unipresident for some reason. You mm, pff, fuck. It was the Uni Lions. Yes. But regardless. Um I just wanted to say thank you to all the CPBL fans that, that jumped on uh to to us. It is the Unipresident 7 Eleven. Rob tweeted it out is the Unipresident 7 Eleven Lions.
1: So it's not the Unilions. That must be like the the moniker on the like logo. the bow socks like okay so are the, the chai socks or the fucking yeah all right
0: got it all right so anyway um i i, I want to thank the people that joined up from the CPBL and stayed with us um quarantine sucked and the CPBL was still does such, <laughs> still does and the CPBL was such a fun escape from all the bullshit that was going on here in America. And it was so much fun to dive into being monkeys fans. And I, I I, mean this when I say this, that I will definitely be a CPBL fan for life.
1: Yeah, I mean, I have the hat now, so I kind of have to. Uh,
0: you have to be. You definitely have to be. Yeah,
1: it, listen, I think the CPBL was probably the greatest escape for, for the time that we had to deal with no sports here. So, Agreed. So thank you uh, to everyone in Taiwan that ended up you know, providing us with something to latch on uh, that pretty much unified the world for a short period of time, um, you could argue. And I, you're right. I, I will continue to follow them. I think um, it definitely it was interesting to see a different level of baseball in a, in a way that we never saw before. Uh, that consistent without, and having the access to them to credit to them for streaming the games the way they did. Um, yeah. C- credit to, uh,
0: seven sports, um, or channel 11 sports. I think it is T 11 sports maybe. I th- yeah. I, I think it's, it's 11 sports network. 11 sports. Yeah. 11 sports. Network. 11, 11 sports, Taiwan with not only, um, just getting games to us, but getting them and getting them to us in English, um, it was such a cool experience. Um, it was cool to learn another
1: league even though it was only four teams. Um, also credit to, to Rob and, and you know go CPBL and, and everyone that we interacted with on, on Twitter too for teaching yeah. us the game on the fly like that
0: yeah and, and obviously you know it's not like baseball was new to us but like that style of baseball having ties having a first half and a second half championship. That I mean, man, it was just so cool and learning that league. Like, yeah. So I I, I just with the CPBL wrapping up uh, last week, and the the Unilions defeating the China Trust Brothers in the Taiwan series, um, I definitely wanted to uh, give a tip of the cap to them. And, and for our American listeners that never left, uh, and and for anybody that's joined up along the way, we're seventy three of these bad boys in, and it's so much fun to do. And we got to thank you guys for that. Um. Until next time, he is seven. I am Tommy. Curtain call. The-
1: oh, okay. What do you got? Tony Larusa is gonna have one more glass of wine, and he will be fired after the next glass. So, he- oh. by the time we record next, Tony LaRusso will not have a job as the manager. I love it. Sucks.
0: I love it. I I don't hate that. I told you yesterday. I thought that, we- that he was gonna be fired yep. before we recorded. Uh, that one fell flat, so I didn't even bring it up till now. But I hope you're right. Yeah. That. I want chaos. Actually, you know what? I hope you're wrong because I want him to terribly manage the White Sox and the Indians,
1: not have to worry about them. Okay, that's fair. And we, I mean, we're not rooting for someone's life to be destroyed. I don't want anyone to get that. No,
0: we're rooting for him to
1: lose his job, yes, not just, his life to be destroyed. Yeah, he'll, he'll be fine. <laughs> he's a he's a Hall of Fame baseball. Yeah, he's and, gonna and, be and fine. he only had one glass of wine. Let's be real. <laughs> he'll be. F- <laughs> he can drive. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Till next time you seven I'm Tommy we're out see but every one of y'all has made this so worth it and I just want to say thank you